0: Thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. All God's people said good stuff. Amen. Come on. <laughs> Woo! Man, I feel like if I preach, I'd mess something up. Man. Well, hey, grab your word, grab a bulletin. On the back, uh, you'll see the outline for the message. We are continuing in that series, Experiencing God Together. Uh, great, great series. Been rich. I appreciate all the comments, uh, texts, Facebook posts, everything. I appreciate that so much, uh, and uh, that means a lot. Means a lot, especially to the preacher. It's always good to know that I'm not just passing out um, ice bags, stepping on people's toes, but people really are enjoying it. So, uh, but we're going to continue that series. We're in keeping Konania in the church. Last week we looked at Koinonia. Interesting word, it's a Greek word, Greek New Testament word. It's not a word that we walk around using all the time, but it would probably be good if we did. We ought, at least ought to demonstrate it. Konania is the agape, unconditional love of Christ. It is the love that we received, the first common contact with on the cross of Calvary. When He, without sin, who knew no sin, bore our sins on a cross, so that we might have a relationship with him and one day live eternally with him in heaven. Never die as he did, but be risen uh, to live with our king. That's the agape love. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's the konania love, okay? That's the love if we know Christ himself as our Lord and personal Savior. That love is in us. It's in him. Okay, it's him, and he's in us. So we've got that. And so we're looking today at keeping Konania in the church. And, boy, that is very important. I mean extremely important. So I want you to go to your Word. uh, Look at John's Gospel. I want you to go to John 17. Your outline will say 20 through 26. I'm not doing that far. I'm going to go 20 to 23. But that's pastor prerogative, and so I can do that. So. John 17, verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through the message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I in you, may they also be be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Verse 22. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. Look at verse 23. I in them and you in me. Beautiful. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you had loved me. What a beautiful, beautiful prayer to pray. That that they may be one, as you and I are one, so that the world will know. Mm. That's why Konania is important. Because we as the church, our focus, the whole reason God formed the church and on this rock he built it, is so that the world will know about Christ. That's it. And folks, if they can't experience the love of Konania in the church... Where in the world are they going to get it? And unfortunately today, some churches, you walk into and there's not, a, there's not much Konania at all. And that's sad. That's very sad. So let's look at keeping Konania in the church. How to lose Konania? There's three basic ways described and I want to go over those real quickly with you. First is you can be distracted. You can, you can have distractions in your life. You can unknowingly wander off in the danger. Now, let me, let me say a couple of things. We have life groups in this church. There's four in the, on these walls right here. There's four in there, and there's three or two or three others in that room over there. We have those for a purpose. We, they meet at 9 o'clock in the morning. We call them life group. Those of you that are mature will know Sunday school. That's Sunday school, okay? I didn't say old. I said mature, okay? Uh, You will know them as Sunday school, okay? We call them life groups because they are designed and people are put in those life groups based on the age of their children. Basically, we believe, just like Melissa and I, we hang with people who our kids hang with, who we do life together, most of the time around sporting events a lot of times, okay? And so we want you guys to be in life groups with people that you hang with because you need each other more than you know you need each other. And the enemy really doesn't want you to hang with each other, okay? Because there's power in hanging with each other. Okay, Ecclesiastes says a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Okay, he wants you to be tight. He wants you to have people around you. And so what happens sometimes in the church, especially a church that is growing rapidly, okay, and we add people all the time, new people come in, and and we don't know everybody. And people say all the time, I don't know everybody anymore. Well, I don't either. Welcome, welcome, okay? And so we do life groups so that when people start coming here or join the church, they are quickly plugged into a life group. Why? Because if you look at the crowd from my perspective, I'm like, there's no way I can cover you guys. No way. I would love to because I'm a personal kind of guy. I would love to spend 10 or 15 minutes every Sunday morning talking to every family in this church. Welcome to 24-hour church. Okay, Y'all would never leave, Okay, but I can't do that. Okay, so how do you keep people engaged and connected to the body? You quickly try to get them in a life group so there's good accountability, so they build relationships, so that when they're not there, they get checked on. And when they miss two times, they get checked on twice. And when they get three, then they just keep going. But if you come to me and I see you in the store and I say, Hey, man, I've missed you guys. He said, Yeah, you're the only one that says that. Hmm. I should have picked up one more item instead of gotten in this line. I mean, I needed to be distracted, all right? Now, the problem is that can't happen. We've got to understand that we can't get distracted. The enemy wants to distract you and, and lose focus of what Konania in the church looks like. So if you're part of a life group, can you do a pack with the preacher and say, I'm going to do my part in making sure everyone that fits in my life group is connected, that I'm going to make sure of that. I'm going to try hard to do that, okay? So don't get distracted, because distractions can lead to the lack of koinonia, okay? Very easily can. Carelessness, carelessness, not paying attention to what God has already given. Or right, let me ask you, has he not blessed this place or what? This church is richly blessed. But can you, I want you to understand something. In the middle of all the blessings that he has given us and showered us with people, with families, with kids, with youth, with all that stuff, you can get careless and forget what God has given you. It goes just like the distractions. You can forget and and just start enjoying everything. Because Just imagine Christmas at your house. When you're a kid and you're enjoying Christmas, it's nothing but wrapping paper boxes and me, 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 me. Now, are there other people in the room? Mm-hmm. Are there other gifts in the room? Mm-hmm. Are there other people receiving gifts in the room? Mm-hmm. Do you care? No. Why? Where is my next one? Oh, that's got my name on. That's got my What? Where is next? Next. Bring me another one. Oh, next, next. And my stocking, too. Go ahead and get that down here. Now, you don't really care what your brother got in their stocking until later, and you realize he is a little bit better than yours, and you want to trade and all that stuff. But, but what happens in the church is you get swallowed up by all the people coming and all that going on and all the things that are happening, and what happens is we can get careless. We can get careless. We can forget what's really important, and that is people. You can start chasing all kinds of stuff. You know churches that chase numbers, don't you? That's all they're they're interested in. Hey, man, how are you doing? How's your church? Good. Oh, we're at about 5,000 in worship, and we baptized 10 million last year. That's great. That's great. I mean, I get that all. Not 10 million, not literally. but, But I get it all the time. What's important is people, people, families, kids, children, that stuff. And I'm telling you, the church can get so sloppy, so sloppy. That it forgets its purpose, and its purpose is connecting families to the body of Christ, and connecting, as you connect bu- families to the body of Christ. You, you see them grow in Christ. You see them grow as a couple. You see the kids get saved. Sometimes mom and dad need to get saved. But you forget the focus, and the focus is Christ and families in Jesus and church. That's the focus. And we get so careless because we get caught up in all this stuff. When are you going to build again? What are we going to do next? What are we going to add next? We need some more room. We need some more chairs. We need this. I know that. We don't have enough donuts. Real important stuff. But, but there's a lot of stuff. But don't get careless, because when we get sloppy, you lose Konania. You can lose Konania real quick. Last thing is this, disobedience. Disobedience can break down Konania. If if God is speaking to you, and you don't start obeying him, guess what happens to you? If God says, do this, and you go, "Mm, no, no, then there's a layer. And the next time he speaks, and you say, "Mm, no layer. Next time he's speaking, he said, no, not doing it. Layer. Boom. What happens to multiple layers? It gets thicker and thicker to your heart, doesn't it? Eventually, you don't even know he's even asking you to do anything. You see, faith and obedience in God is baby steps. It's like when you were an infant and you started trying to walk. It's little bitty steps. It's little bitty steps. Now you sprint. Now you run. But you didn't start that way. And so what happens sometimes is if we're not obedient to the things that God is asking us to do, our hearts can become very calloused, and we can be very calloused to the Holy Spirit of God. And what happens when your heart gets hard, you really don't care about loving anybody, do you? You really don't care about conania. You You really don't care about extending agape, unconditional love to anybody. Why? Because I'm hard hard as a rock. Hit my heart. It's hard. Nothing bothers me. I don't see homelessness. I don't see people in need. I don't even look that way. Now, that's not who you are, but over time you've disobeyed God so many times you've gotten so hard and callous, nothing impacts you. And so you can lose koinonia by distractions, by carelessness, and by disobedience. That's how you can lose it, okay? Now, secondly, how to maintain koinonia? Now, you say, well, how do you maintain it? If you're going to maintain it, you must have it, amen. You can't maintain something you don't have. If you have a good-looking body and you've gotten in shape and all this other stuff, what do you want to do? You want to maintain it. But if you don't even look like you fit in a gym, you might want to get in a, You might want to fit in a gym first and then keep that, okay? And so what we're looking at is ha- assuming that you've got Konania. Now, a lot of people think that Konania begins when the preacher's making coffee over here on Sunday morning because that's the Kool-Aid to Konania. Well, it helps, doesn't it? Y'all like that? Y'all like coming out? I mean, that's some Konania juice. It gets you started, and so go from there. But that's not the way to get her done, okay? I'm not making Konania juice over there. That's just flat coffee, okay? Konania cannot be conjured up by human effort. There's so many times in the church where we try to create Konania. Do not forget, do not confuse that Konania is not equivalent to the size of the church. Just because the parking lot's huge and the buildings are huge doesn't mean koinonia, koinonia is huge. That's not, you can't make that stuff. That stuff comes from within. It comes from the Holy Spirit of God actively living in your life and producing the love of Jesus on the outside. That's koinonia. It cannot be manufactured. It can't be program-driven. It can't be man-made. It can't be any of that stuff. A preacher cannot create Conania. He can live out Konania and hope that the church begins to be a church of Konania. Okay? It can't be made by pastor. It can't be pastor driven. I want you to look in your word. Go to uh, Revelation 3. Go to Revelations 3. Let's look at verse 20. Great word here. For the little church and the big church, um, Revelation three twenty. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him, and he with me. My friend. That's a word to the church, little church, me and you, and corporate church. His desire is to come in and live inside of us. His desire is for everyone to be saved. And when you get saved, he comes in. You open a door of your heart. He comes in, lives in you, eats with you, subs with you. He's the man. He, he, Konania has come in. Now, you join a church and become a corporate body of believers called the church of whatever name, that means he comes on Sunday and he knocks and he wants to come where? In to the church. But is he welcomed? I don't know. He's got to be welcomed in by everyone. You see, You open a door to your heart and receive Christ. The love of Konania is in. He comes and wants to meet with us when we gather together as believers, as we gather together as the church. His desire is to meet with us, His presence. Now, we can desire to meet with Him, or we can desire not to meet with Him. And our attitude, mindset determines that. You can be sitting here right now and say, That that was good worship, but I didn't get nothing out of that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry because you missed that. Because his presence was here and he was moving and speaking, and we missed that. Okay? Let me ask you this. The presence of the Lord, is it actively living in your life? Or are you having conania with Jesus? On a daily basis. So when you walk in the church body as a corporate body. And you're saying God meet with us. We need your presence. We don't want to meet without your presence. Are you welcoming the presence of the Lord in this house? Because when the presence of the Lord is in the house. Great and mighty things happen. Supernatural things happen. People that walk in blind walk out seeing. People that walk in lost walk out saved. Those things happen. Why? Not because we've gathered together, not because I'm here, but because he's here. So he stands at the door and knocks. Are we letting him in? Because when we do, we experience conania. We experience that, okay? And how to maintain that conania is every single day of your life, you absolutely allow the Holy Spirit to just reign in your life. So that the Konania of Jesus is just bubbling over in your life. And so when we gather together as believers called First Baptist Church, we are absolutely cups running over with the presence of the Lord and the Konania of Jesus. And my friends, I'm going to tell you, you'll maintain it by walking in His presence. When you're not walking in His presence, you're not going to maintain it. You're not. You're going to dry up. Okay? Third thing is this. How to grow in Konania. Good stuff here. Go to Luke. Luke chapter six Luke chapter six verse thirty eight Luke six thirty eight Luke six thirty eight says this give and it will be given to you a good measure pressed down shaken together running over Will be poured into your lamp. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Mm. Now, I'm not going to go into the lamp thing. That's another rich, rich, rich series. But understand something. That's a great passage, okay? Beautiful passage, okay? If God didn't hold back his blessings to you, you should not hold back anything from others. You get that? If God did not hold back from you, you should not hold back from others. Okay? If you not received everything, I mean, are you not rich in Christ or what? I mean, we are rich in Christ. I'm not talking about checkbook here. I'm talking about rich in Christ. You have been given much, much is required. Let me me share a couple things from Wednesday night's finance meeting. It, people say, how did finance go last Wednesday night? said, well, great. What did y'all do? We just gave money away. Now, finance committee, can I get an amen? That's what we did, didn't it? We went over the numbers, and then we just decided to give money away. Y'all like, I didn't get anything in the mail. You get anything in the mail? I didn't get anything. The mail's not like me. That, we didn't send it to individuals. But here's what we did. We're not even quite to a quarter of the year yet. We have been so incredibly richly blessed financially that we had a little pocket of money right there and that we absolutely really didn't need. So we decided to bless people with it. We decided to pick some missions and just bless them. That's pretty fun to do. So here's what we did. We had a Kirinette banquet Thursday night. We have a budgeted item amount for Kirinette. So we decided not to just do what we budgeted, and y'all voted on We decided to double that. So we did. So we doubled that, wrote the check, and and I took it Thursday night. Now, Karenette didn't know what we budgeted, okay? We'd already doubled what we gave them last year, so we really went over and above, okay? And here's what else we did. There's a ministry called CRF, Christian Relief Fund. You know them. Carol and Dave Oliver are very involved in them and maybe some others. For $10,000, you can drill a well, you drill a well, man, that's water. You drill a well, you can get a school. You get a school, you get kids. You can tell them about Jesus. 10000 bucks. So what do we do? $10,000, CRF, give it to them. Boom. We just gave CRF $10,000. All right? Got a retreat center down here called High Plains Retreat Center. Our students went to d now down there. One of the things you're going to do at a camp in this area is you're not going to attract a crowd if you don't have a pool. <laughs> All right? you got to have a swimming pool, 105 degrees, and all you got to offer is outside basketball and outside volleyball. No thanks. Okay? No, not doing that. Okay? Not going to get on pavement. It's 180. Okay? All right? And so they're trying to get a fundraiser going. They've got a phase one is to to put in a pool, a really nice pool, to attract boys and girls all over the panhandle and surrounding areas to that campground. That's That's a beautiful campground, only about 15, 20 minutes south of here. All right? And so we as a church have pledged to them $10,000 to start with, okay? And we're probably going to do it again, all right? So we give them 10, we start a we do a well for 10, we double up on uh Care Net, and then we said, "Well, what else can we do?" Well, we already give extra to pay off debt. We make a monthly payment and then we budget an extra amount that goes towards debt, okay? So we decided that we would take this extra amount, and we would make it 10000 every month. Okay? So now we make a 4330 payment, and now we make 10000 every month to debt. Can I just tell you that before you try to figure out what you're wearing for Halloween, we're going to be debt-free, if not before. All right? Now... That's good stuff. And why are we able to do that? Within three months of the new year, why are we able to do that? Because of y'all. That's exactly why we're able to do it. Because you realize you're rich in Christ, and you have not withhold giving, but out of your overflow and out of your faithfulness, you give. And because we've been entrusted with that, we hey, we don't need it. We're not a money-making business. We're not trying to have the biggest Checking account? No. If we've been given money as a church and we don't need it to operate our ministry right now and we don't need to do anything, well, let's go find somebody that needs it and let's bless them. Let's do kingdom work. So the finance committee just looked at it around me and looked at each other and like, okay, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And then the next quarter, if we do it again, if we're in the same situation again, let's just do it again. Let's just do it again. All right? So, but don't run after me after the service and go, hey, uh, my address is, okay, it's not, Not that, okay? But we do that. Why? Because we've been given so much as a church, and we're so rich as a church and so blessed. We want to turn around and bless others. So you keep doing what you do, and we'll keep doing what we do as a church, okay? Because our church is doing far and beyond what you could even think or imagine. It's not just here. Can I help you with that? It's just not here. I mean, last month we gave uh, Beach Reach $1,200 to pay for the vehicles they took to go share Christ with people. And they, what, what was the stat on that, Lord? You remember? Over 100 people gave the lives of Christ, and they baptized like 20-something right there in the ocean. Why? That's part of you, because you did that, okay? You did that. So if you've been given much, then we're required to give much. Not just financially. I'm talking if you have been given much in love of Christ, then knee it back to somebody else. If you've been given much in forgiveness, mm, then you better forgive. You better forgive. If you've been mu- given much in mercy and grace and kindness and gentleness, then give it back. Give it back. Because what happens the fruit is it must be shared or it just rots on the vine. Don't rot. Give yourself out, man. Bless. Bless. And that vine will produce more fruit the more fruit comes off that vine. You pick one apple, it'll produce two. So give, man. Give to others. Give that love. Give that the. Give. Everything you've been given, give back. And I promise you, if you ever out-give God, come see me, and I'll give you money back. You won't. You won't. All right? Paxton will going to give it back to you. All right? So you can't. Okay? Fourth thing. We're rolling. How to express Konania. How to express Konania. That's a, you would think, that's a, crazy, that's a crazy point, preacher. I mean, you had to dig for that one. How to express Konania. I mean, we, we, we were basking in the Konania of Christ's love. We didn't do anything to earn it. We got it free. He... he He saved us. We're rich in Christ. We're so rich. One day when we leave this dirt ball and this earth suit, we're going to walk on streets of gold. He made us a room. It's got our name on it. He made that. He made that. And we're rich in that love. So how do you express it? Well, I don't mean to sound like Nike, but just do it. I don't, I mean, I wish I could just, boy, that really, that's good and Preacher, you dug for that one, seminary, boy, paying off. I'm, I'm sorry, I, you can't even make this stuff, I mean, that's as simple as I can be. You just got to go do it. If, you've, if you have Christ living in you, go give it out. Go let that love go. Last Sunday, we talked about one of the ministries that our church does, the third Sunday of every month, we've adopted uh, Elwood Park over here on Washington, uh, it's just a big park, and the third Sunday of each month, we, we prepare a meal, and then we go out there about 4.30 or 5, and we set it up, and, and people just come, needy, homeless, people that need them, but they just come, and so I mentioned it last week because it was the third Sunday, and y'all jumped all over that, I mean, whoo, I mean, jumped all over it, okay? You look like a lineman with a ribeye. I mean, you just went all over it. And so what happened was, I mean, they don't even remember it. Forty-something people from our church went out there, and all you did was just love on people. You just did Konania. That's all you did. And I was, my phone was blowing up. Boom, boom. You can't believe Look at all the people. Man, our church is so awesome. I thought our church was awesome. This even makes it go up a notch. And that's you guys. Y'all did Konania, and I'm telling you, if you've experienced that and you did that, oh, you can't wait for the next third Sunday, okay? And I hope that just becomes, I, mean, I hope it's just, I mean, like a disease that just gets all over everybody. Because, friends, when you start doing that, it is, I mean, it you can't stop. You can't stop. I mean, if you understand what you've got in Christ, if you understand it, If you know who you are in Christ and you got that and that love is in you and you know it and you start giving that away and you watch people, it absolutely will, I mean, it'll fire you up, man. And if it doesn't fire you up, your wood's wet, okay? I mean, because that stuff's good stuff and it'll just get all over you. And so how to express Konania is you just got to do it. And that happens in a lot of different ways. It can happen at Elwood Park, okay? But it can happen in other ways as well, okay? Other ways as well. There's many different ways that you can express kindness. need. The biggest deal is you just got to do it. I promise you, if you'll go do it in whatever fashion or form it comes in, you don't have to know what you're doing. You just have to love people. And God will take over here hit a home run through your life. Hit a home run through your life. Guys, I know i got a slide. I'm going to skip it. Don't worry about it. Just thank you for having it. Okay? All right. Uh, But here's the deal on that. Expressing Konania is really simple. Now, understand something. When you talk about Konania and when you talk about the love of Christ, sometimes sometimes the reason we do not express Konania in the church is It's because we have a broken relationship. Okay? Now, hear me here. If there is a broken relationship with God's people in the kingdom, in your marriage, anywhere like this, most of the time, it's because the broken relationship with God preceded that. And for some of us in here, there's are some relationships that aren't where they need to be, and it might be the relationship with God. Because if you're not a pipeline and, you're, and your PVC is clogged, it's not because it's His love that's clogged. It may be sin that's clogging the pipeline. And so, my friends, let me say something to you as a church in love. Self-inflicted pain gets no sympathy. But here's what I want you to understand if you're absolutely holding on to junk, you're robbing yourself. You're robbing yourself. You've got to get that junk out. Relationships, whatever it is, broken relationship with God, whatever, you've got to fix all that stuff, man. Fixing the relationship with God is the first step of fixing other relationships because, friends, it runs here and then it runs there. And he say, well, it's broken here. Well, it's broken here first. You better get this right and get this right. And when you do, it opens up the pipeline of Konania and you begin to love. Because I'm going to tell you, broken relationships will clog it up. It will clog it up. And so this morning, don't pass up an opportunity to fix Konania. If Konania is broken because the relationship with the Lord is broken or And that and and the other relationships are are damaged, then fix the relationship here and then fix the relationship here. Don't try to fix here without fixing here, because it won't matter. You gotta fix here, then fix here. Okay? And when you do it opens up the real conania that you can express to other people, okay? Keeping konania in the church is the responsibility of the church. Me and you. Okay. And so today. Please, don't, don't, don't miss the opportunity to take care of Konania. The Konania here, the Konania here, so that we can bast in the Konania of the church. Pray with me. Father, we love you. God, thank you for Konania. Thank you that we first experienced that on Calvary. But God, it wasn't supposed to just stay there. And it's not just about me. If I have received Konania, I need to give Konania. And God, this church has been richly, richly blessed. And God, I'm thankful that we're able to bless so many other people in so many different ways. But God, what's more important than anything else as we enter a time of invitation, Father, is the Konania between us and you and the Konania with me and others. And God, I pray this morning that we don't walk out of here and try to do conania when the relationship is broke with you because we can't do it. And so, God, whatever needs to be fixed there, whatever needs to, 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 to come to the table there that we need to fix there, whatever it is, Father, I pray that we're honest with you this morning about our relationship with you. And, God, that we confess sin, that we make those things right. We, we do what we need to do, whatever you're asking us to do, so that, Father, then we can make the other relationships in our lives right because they won't get right if we're not right with you. And so, God, drive us to that this morning. And God, as I say each time, this is your invitation. We can choose to take the invite or not. It's our choice. But God, may we not leave here empty handed not leave here starving because we didn't take advantage of it God we don't want to be like the guy at the pool Bethesda that's laying there and been laying there 30 years and waiting to get in the pool to get well and Jesus walks by and says do you want to get well it's not about the pool it's about me and so God help us to meet with you today and get well and during this invitation Father Father May we bless ourselves by being obedient to your word. God, move us now by your spirit. As we stand, God, cause us to do what we need to do. If there's broken relationships in the church body, may we get those right today and not walk out of here and pretend they're not there. But God, give us Konania that's true. So that we can express Konania to others. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand, church.